R.C.H. Lenski's interpretation of Galatians 6.11 sheds light on the Apostle Paul's unique approach in writing this epistle. The verse, See with what large letters I have written to you with my own hand, has been a subject of extensive scholarly debate, largely due to its departure from Paul's typical writing style. Typically, Paul dictated his letters, only personally writing the concluding remarks. However, Lenski challenges this notion for Galatians, proposing that the entire letter was handwritten by Paul and in unusually large script. The discussion pivots around two main questions. Why did Paul choose to write the letter himself instead of dictating it? And why was the script notably large? Lenski offers practical explanations. He suggests that Paul's decision to write the letter himself might have been due to the absence of a scribe. Also, he theorizes that the large script could be attributed to physical impairments sustained by Paul, possibly from severe beatings, such as the ones he received in Philippi and Lystra. These injuries might have left his hand badly damaged, compelling him to use larger script for ease. Moreover, Lenski addresses the theory that the large script was a result of Paul's eye troubles. However, he finds this less convincing compared to the theory of a damaged hand. He even speculates that this hand injury could be one of the stigmata Paul refers to in his letter. This analysis by Lenski is significant as it provides insight into the physical and circumstantial factors influencing Paul's epistolary practices. Understanding the context and challenges faced by Paul in writing this letter offers a more profound comprehension of his dedication and personal commitment to the recipients of his letters, in this case, the Galatians. This commitment is emphasized by Paul's decision to write the letter himself, in large script, despite potential physical limitations, accentuating the personal touch and urgency in his message to the Galatians. Furthermore, Lenski delves into the conflict in the early Christian community in Galatia, affirming the contentious issue of circumcision. The Judaizers, a group within the Christian community, were advocating for circumcision, not as a spiritual necessity, but as a means to maintain a favorable image, flesh, among the Jews who were antagonistic towards Christians. This approach starkly contrasted with the teachings of Paul, who asserted spiritual matters over ceremonial practices. Lenski critiques the Judaizers for their superficial motives. He argues that their insistence on circumcision was driven by a desire to avoid persecution from the Jewish community rather than a commitment to Christian doctrine. This superficiality is further evidenced by their desire to boast about their influence over the Galatians. The Judaizers, in Lenski's view, were willing to compromise core Christian values for self-preservation and social acceptance. Paul's stance, as highlighted by Lenski, was radically different. He viewed circumcision as a ceremonial practice that was not essential for salvation or Christian identity. Paul's refusal to endorse circumcision as a necessity was a significant factor in the hostility and persecution he faced from Jewish groups, including a near-death experience in the temple. Lenski indicates that this was a deliberate choice by Paul, rooted in his commitment to the core principles of Christianity. In addition, Lenski reflects on the broader implications of this conflict. He criticizes the tendency to compromise on fundamental beliefs for convenience or societal approval. In his view, such compromises dilute the essence of Christian teachings. By contrasting the Judaizer's approach with Paul's, Lenski maintains the importance of upholding spiritual truths and convictions over societal or external pressures, a message that resonates with contemporary discussions about faith and societal norms. Further, Lenski offers a critical examination of the Judaizers, a group within early Christianity. He begins by pointing out the superficiality of their compliance with the law, particularly regarding circumcision. 
According to Lenski, while the Judaizers insisted on circumcision, their adherence to the law was only for appearances, lacking true observance. This superficiality is starkly contrasted with Abraham's genuine acceptance of circumcision as a covenant with God, reiterating the Judaizers' lack of sincere religious commitment. Delving deeper into the scriptural text, Lenski interprets the Greek language used in the original passage. He discusses the significance of the choice between the perfect and present participles, contending for the appropriateness of the present participle in this context. This choice indicates that the Judaizers were not merely individuals who had been circumcised, but were actively advocating for circumcision. Lenski repeats that this continuous advocacy is what sets them apart, suggesting a derogatory view of their actions. Their advocacy for circumcision is seen as a continuous, rather than a one-time action, underlining their persistent push for this practice. Besides, Lenski's analysis focuses on the Judaizers' motives. He debates that their insistence on circumcision was not driven by religious conviction, but was a means to boast about their influence and successes. Their goal was to gain recognition and credit among Jews by showcasing the number of conversions to their practice. This self-centered motive is in stark contrast to the spirit of genuine religious observance and commitment. In summary, Lenski criticizes the Judaizers for their superficial adherence to the law, ongoing advocacy for circumcision, and selfish motives. His analysis presents a group more concerned with appearances and self-interest than with true religious devotion, offering a sharp critique of their actions and intentions in the early Christian context. Additionally, Lenski focuses on the stark contrast between Apostle Paul and the Judaizers, with an in-depth analysis of Paul's declaration of boasting solely in the cross of Jesus Christ. Lenski explores the linguistic intricacies in Paul's statement, particularly the use of the aorist optative of wish, a Greek grammatical form expressing a strong and fervent desire. This specific choice of words, according to Lenski, underscores Paul's absolute rejection of any form of pride or boasting except in the cross. In his exposition, Lenski emphasizes how the phrase, the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, encompasses a deep theological significance. It's not just a reference to the physical cross, but a representation of the entire doctrine of salvation through Jesus Christ. This statement, he disputes, firmly opposes the practices of the Judaizers, who sought to circumvent persecution by encouraging Gentile Christians to adopt Jewish rituals, like circumcision. Also, Lenski interprets the cross as a symbol transcending mere historical or cultural significance. It embodies pivotal Christian tenets such as atonement, substitution, and redemption. The cross is depicted as central to Christian worship, spirituality, and iconography, resonating through hymns, church architecture, and religious ceremonies. The most profound aspect of Lenski's interpretation is his analysis of Paul's statement regarding the world's crucifixion to him and vice versa. This mutual crucifixion symbolizes a complete disengagement and opposition between Paul and the worldly values contrary to Christian beliefs. Lenski views this as a figurative expression, denoting a death to worldly allurements and sinful inclinations. Lenski concludes by accentuating the transformative impact of the cross in a believer's life. He sees the cross not just as a symbol of Christ's suffering and sacrifice, but as a powerful agent for personal and spiritual transformation. This perspective reflects the core Christian belief in the redemptive and life-changing power of Christ's sacrifice, as exemplified by Paul's profound personal transformation and steadfast commitment to the cross. Moreover, Lenski dives into the profound implications of the cross in Apostle Paul's theology, particularly affirming the theme of liberation from the corrupt world. 
This liberation, as Lenski interprets, is a central theme of the entire epistle, asserting the transformative power of the cross. Paul's use of the term world is notably broad, encapsulating a range of meanings. Lenski highlights that in this context, Paul is addressing the Judaizers' involvement. The Judaizers placed great emphasis on circumcision as a religious rite, believing it to be crucial for salvation. However, Paul counters this view by stating that neither circumcision nor uncircumcision, the state of having a foreskin, is of real significance. Rather, it is the state of being a new creation that truly matters. Lenski interprets the terms circumcised, uncircumcised, and new creation as representing specific groups. The circumcised, mainly Judaizers and Jews, saw circumcision as a mark of spiritual superiority. In contrast, the uncircumcised, typically Gentiles, did not consider their lack of circumcision a disadvantage. Paul's argument, as elucidated by Lenski, is that physical states like circumcision or uncircumcision are spiritually inconsequential. The primary focus should be on becoming a new creation, a transformative process achieved through faith in Christ and the cross. This new creation, as per Paul's teachings, transcends physical and ritualistic identities, ushering in a spiritual rebirth. Furthermore, Lenski relates this to Paul's teachings in 2 Corinthians 5.17, where the concept of a new creation in Christ is elaborated. Through this, Paul indicates that physical markers such as circumcision are irrelevant in the face of the spiritual renewal offered through Christ. The essence of Paul's message, as distilled by Lenski, is the transformation and liberation from worldly constraints and the embracing of a new, spiritually reborn identity in Christ. In addition, Lenski focuses on key elements like the concept of canon, the significance of peace and mercy, and the inclusive nature of the Israel of God. Lenski starts by examining the use of canon in the verse, explaining it as a metaphorical measuring rod. This term historically referred to a physical tool used for measurement, but in the context of the verse it symbolizes the scriptures. He posits that the scriptures serve as the ultimate standard against which believers should measure their doctrine and life. This metaphor maintains the importance of adhering to biblical teachings as the foundation of Christian faith. He then digs into the terms peace and mercy. Typically in the scriptures, grace and peace are conjoined, with peace being the result of grace. However, in this verse, peace is mentioned first. Lenski interprets this to mean that peace in life is a direct consequence of God's grace, and this does not diminish the role of mercy. Further, mercy, he contends, is experienced in life, not just at the final judgment. He suggests that while it's common to mention the cause, mercy, before the effect, peace, the reverse order in this verse is equally valid and meaningful. Besides, Lenski addresses the Israel of God. This phrase is significant in the context of early Christian debates about the role of Jewish customs in Christianity. He debates that Paul uses this term to refer to all who align with Christian teachings, both Jews and Gentiles. This interpretation is a direct challenge to the Judaizers, who insisted on the necessity of Jewish practices for Christian identity. Lenski's reading suggests that Paul's use of the Israel of God is inclusive, embracing all believers who adhere to the Christian canon, thus negating the Judaizers' exclusive focus on ethnic Jewish identity. In essence, Lenski's commentary on Galatians 6.16 illuminates the scripture's emphasis on the universality of Christian doctrine, the intertwined relationship of mercy and peace in believers' lives, and the inclusive nature of Christian identity that transcends ethnic boundaries.
Additionally, Paul's closing remarks to the Galatians are significant, symbolizing his resolve to move past the conflicts that have plagued his ministry in Galatia. He strongly points out that he should no longer be troubled, grounding this assertion in the physical evidence of his commitment to Christ's mission. The scars he bears on his body, which he refers to as the scar marks of Jesus. These marks are not mere symbols but are literal scars from physical abuse and persecution he suffered, predominantly at the hands of those who opposed his teachings about Christ. Paul's reference to his scars as stigmata has sparked various scholarly interpretations. Some have explored the possibility that Paul is drawing from contemporary pagan practices, where branding or tattooing was common among slaves, criminals, or religious devotees. However, this line of thought is generally dismissed, as it doesn't align with the context and purpose of Paul's mission and experiences. The consensus views these scars as tangible evidence of the physical hardships Paul endured for his dedication to spreading the Christian message. Also, the discussion examines the potential influence of pagan symbolism, especially in light of an interpretation of a papyrus found by Dysman, which compares the scars to protective amulets in pagan practices. However, this interpretation is not widely accepted. The prevailing view is that Paul's mention of his scars is a direct historical reference, reiterating the real and painful experiences he endured for his faith, mirroring the sufferings of Jesus. Paul's intent in mentioning his scars goes beyond merely recounting his hardships. It serves as a powerful message to the Galatians. It is a call for steadfastness and a reminder of the sacrifices already made for the cause of the gospel. His scars are a testament to his unwavering commitment to Christ, paralleling the wounds of Jesus, and are meant to inspire similar dedication and resilience in his followers. This interpretation thus firmly anchors Paul's statement in the Christian narrative, repeating the physical and spiritual dimensions of his apostolic journey. Moreover, Lenski notes that unlike many of Paul's other letters, this one lacks personal greetings. He suggests that this might be linked to verse 11, where Paul underlines the personal effort and significance of the letter. This absence of greetings is not an oversight but a deliberate choice, underscoring the letter's solemn and urgent tone. The benediction itself, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brethren, amen, is rich in meaning. Lenski accentuates that Paul's invocation of grace here is not merely a formality, but a profound wish for pardon and blessing. This grace is integral to Paul's theology, as it represents divine favor and salvation. Particularly noteworthy is Paul's phrase, with your spirit. This is a recurring element in Paul's writings, appearing in other epistles like Philippians and Philemon. Lenski interprets this as an emphasis on the triumph of the spirit over the flesh, aligning with the themes discussed earlier in Galatians, especially in chapters 5 and 6, where the Spirit's role is extensively explored. Furthermore, Lenski comments on Paul's use of brethren in his epistles. This term, according to Lenski, is used by Paul with intention and purpose. By strategically placing it at the end of sentences, Paul reinforces the fraternal and communal bond with the recipients of his letters. This placement is not random but a deliberate stylistic and rhetorical choice, reinforcing the message of unity and brotherhood in Christ. In addition, Lenski affirms the significance of the word Amen at the end of the letter. This is not just a customary conclusion, it serves as a seal, affirming the sincerity and truth of Paul's message. Lenski interprets this as Paul's affirmation of his spiritual bond with the Galatians, united by the grace of Christ. In this detailed analysis, Lenski demonstrates his profound understanding of Paul's theological intentions and rhetorical strategies in the Epistle to the Galatians. In conclusion, 
Lenski offers a detailed interpretation of the Apostle Paul's unique approach to writing this epistle. Lenski challenges the typical view that Paul only personally wrote the concluding parts of his letters. He proposes that Paul hand-wrote the entire letter to the Galatians, evident from the unusually large script. This deviation from Paul's standard practice prompts two central questions. Why did Paul choose to write the letter himself, and why in such large script? Further, Lenski suggests practical reasons for these peculiarities. The absence of a scribe might have led Paul to write the letter himself. As for the large script, Lenski theorizes it could be due to physical impairments from severe beatings Paul suffered, possibly affecting his hand, making it easier for him to write in larger script. He also considers the possibility of eye troubles, but finds the theory of a damaged hand more convincing. Lenski even speculates that this hand injury could be one of the stigmata Paul refers to in his writings. Besides, Lenski explores the Judaizers' conflict in the Galatian community. He critiques their superficial motives behind insisting on circumcision, suggesting they sought to avoid persecution and boast about their influence, contrasting sharply with Paul's emphasis on spiritual matters over ceremonial practices. Additionally, Lenski's interpretation extends to Paul's declaration of boasting solely in the cross of Jesus Christ. He explores the linguistic nuances and theological depth of this statement, asserting the cross's centrality in Christian faith. Also, Lenski's analysis includes the theme of liberation from a corrupt world, as expressed in Paul's theology, highlighting the transformative power of becoming a new creation in Christ. His insights into the terms peace, mercy, and the Israel of God indicate the inclusive and universal nature of Christian doctrine. In summary, Lenski's interpretations provide a comprehensive understanding of Paul's intentions, the historical and spiritual context of his letter to the Galatians, and the deep theological implications embedded within.